And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on Today's Experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. First, every once in a while, it appears to be a good idea that acting with kindness towards other people is nice. This is because one of the fruits, and yes, we would say fruits as in plural, because the Greek word is plural. It's called a plural tanum. Anyway, the Holy Spirit, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is kindness. Okay, there's a thought. So when we are kind to others, and even to ourselves, we're connecting to the Holy Spirit. On top of that, being kind to others mirrors how Jesus often engaged with people. Not every person, but indeed with many, many people. Next, how awesome are the things that the Lord has bestowed upon us? How blessed and fortunate we are for the things that the Lord has sent in our directions. And here is a wonderful truth. God does not bestow and bless and send great things into our lives so that we can celebrate them by ourselves. The reality is that we are stewards of the gifts of God, and these gifts are for the blessings of others as well as for ourselves. And finally, we offer another devotional from our beloved friend, Pastor Ray Bentley. Sometimes these devotionals are simple, and other times they are more complex. Sometimes they're easy, and other times they can be really difficult. Today's devotional review is entitled, Difficult Peace which should communicate that this will be easy, but then again, not so easy. Wait, is it Friday yet? Yes, yes it is, and thank God it's Friday! David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. And when you call 972-445-0770, it's like a champion moment in life because then you will be talking to Captain Chris and you will be... Do you like that build-up? That was really good. Uh, <laughs> You're a good hype man, David. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. All right, here's the bottom line. Maybe you have a thought, a question, an idea. Maybe you have a comment you want to make. Remember, it's not a kvetch fest. 
That's right. I use that word. Again, I, I can't believe I've not domained that. I'm just amazed at that. Anyway, the idea is to encourage Hebrews 3.13 and Hebrews 10.25. Encourage one another daily, and as we see the day approaching. You know that the Lord's return is getting closer. Our job is to strengthen and bless and encourage one another. In many ways, the Old Testament church, the New Testament church, sorry, the New Testament church met on a daily basis. We don't do that very well. In fact, if we give a, uh, uh, three hours in a, in a morning and two hours in the evening, we're thinking, oh, yeah, we're spiritual. Anyhow, because uh, they, of course, met all the time. The idea behind this, though, is to bless, encourage, and strengthen one another, to be empowering to one another, to help one another, because you know times are getting a little tough and faith is being challenged and your faith is being refined. And that is part of the process. Here is... The next trivia question for everybody. How many daughters did Lot have? Okay. We can say not a lot. <laughs> and why is that Abraham was smart? Because he knew a lot. <laughs> okay. But how many daughters? Okay. You've got to go with what you got. Uh, how many daughters did did Lot have? If you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I do want to make sure that everybody knows that I'll be doing this weekend and hopefully get it finished, the tax returns for everybody who's given. If you're like, oh, gosh, I haven't given. I'm not going to get a text return. I feel bad. Stop that. Okay? That's just silly. Okay? If you really want to help me out, pray for me this weekend so that I can just put it all together and get it done. I typically will do it, and then I send everybody an email. If you don't get your receipt, now I've just got to say this as simple as possible. If you do not get it, do not freak out. Do not freak out, please. Just reach out to me and let me know. We'll get it coordinated. And if it's the wrong amount, which I guarantee I did that six times last year, just relax. We'll get it coordinated. But keep in mind, that's what we're going to be doing. That's what we're going to be working on this weekend. I should, I think, have it done by Sunday. I think. I hope. I pray. I uh, pray for me, too. Uh, and then the last thing I do want to say is don't forget Kirk, his uh, great-grandson, Anthony. We just want to keep that going in prayer. Don't stop praying until you get an update. Now, I know he's going to give us an update and stuff, but when you get a prayer request, keep praying. And then if the person never gets back to you, you shoot them a text or an email or a phone call going, hey, what's going on with that? I did that to my brother the other day. I said, I've been praying about this thing for two months. He never told me what happened. He goes, oh, da 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 I go, that would be nice to know. So let people know what's going on. All right, we covered everything. <laughs> you guys are in trouble. Uh, how many daughters did Lot have? Okay, if you think you know the answer, you reach out to us, 972-445-0770, or text in 214-210-8483, or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I want to talk to you about something practical. Well, it's not that it's not practical. We do most of our stuff practical. I guess it's kind of a stupid way to say that. But anyway, one of the things is that if you go through the fruits of the Spirit, you find out that there's there's some interesting elements. And, and what I do when I'm praying or when I talk to the Lord about the fruits of the Spirit is I, I define them as biblical fruits. Because in our society, if we say love, joy, or peace, 
that can mean love that's a perverted love, joy that's a, a substitute joy, peace that's a medicated peace. I mean, we, we have changed the definitions of many simple things. So in the fruit of the Spirit, there's, there's biblical love, biblical joy, biblical peace, biblical patience, biblical kindness, biblical goodness, biblical faithfulness, biblical gentleness, and biblical self-control. Kindness. Kindness. So I want to share about something that I did. This was in San Diego, so I'm pulling back from the past, so just relax. But I, I know that it applies to all of us, and it applies to when I read it, I thought, I'm not doing this now, and I was doing this before. Okay, So I'm going to read you a story. It's about a paragraph about something that happened in the past. Uh, yesterday I was driving to work early in the morning, a bit of misconception about my time at the station. This is true. There's two hours of prep for every hour on the air, so I do about three, three and a half hours. That's true. But back then it was two hours, so it was four hours prep, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, There's client administration, blah, blah, blah. On the way into the station, there is an isolated turn lane. Someone was trying to scoot over. You ever had that happen? Right? It's like the merge in Dallas when you're going back on the 30 or the 30 before once 30, 35, there's a merge spot and people try to barrel through. You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, uh, someone's trying to scoot over, okay, isolated, on a isolated turn lane. But as usual, nobody would let the person in. In California, you think it's bad in, in, in Dallas? <laughs> in California, they roll down their windows and they throw things at you just so you can know. I decided, and truthfully, I don't do it too often, to honk and wave the person in, right? Because every once in a while, you should be nice. You should show kindness. The result, it turned out that she was the, the receptionist across the station hallway. She flagged me over and asked me if I drove a Kia, which back then I did, and I still do, which is kind of funny. It turns out she had this absolutely horrible morning, and that one act of kindness, random act of kindness, changed her day. The reason that I say that is not to boast to myself because I don't do that very often, okay? I confess I'm one of those people that goes, how could you not know after 15 years you're supposed to, right? I'm one of those people that do that, okay? But... Every once in a while, we should exert kindness. Now, I know that some of you who are listening to me are going to go, I am actually going to do that. You will do that at least once. And what's amazing is you don't know how much that random act of kindness can affect people. That's what we don't – we never see – you know how you drop a, a – a, a rock in a, in a body of water and it ripples out. You never see where all the ripples go. You only just see like that initial, initial amount. And I thought to myself, man, if we would play nice, even just as Christians, every so often, or even just a little bit more, wouldn't that be a great testimony to Jesus Christ? Especially if somebody said, well, why'd you do that? That's, wow, like what an open door and an opportunity, okay? I confess I don't do it very often, but I need to do it more, and so do you. How many daughters did Lot have? The answer is two, which again defends my statement, he didn't have a lot. Thank you very much. Uh, live every day, uh, dark on Mondays. 
All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false. What is the David Spoon Experience? Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robeson, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. Uh, Very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet. And I just want to give a wholehearted welcome and open door and open heart to James Robeson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience. Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you to a very important part and point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes? Yes, please, by all means. When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me, we have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the president of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray, and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now, listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ the body of born-again, baptized into Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect Heavenly Father who reveals His will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me, and I'll heal your land. Now listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. That's Jesus. He holds kings in His hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father, said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Is this the halfway point of the show right here? Is this really? Is it that really? Is it one, two? Really? That's fast. Today's fast. Okay, fast. All right, let's go. Uh, 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 What was the name? Now look it. Okay, now look. 
I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Captain Chris play the horn, but it's not necessary. But I'm gonna do it anyway because some people are gonna miss this. Go ahead, go ahead, play the horn. Okay. What was the name of Isaac's grandfather? Okay, that's just good. There you go. What was the name of Isaac's grandfather? And do not text me, Papa, Grandpapa. I mean, don't just don't do it. Okay, because I'm not. I'm not even going to respond to this. <laughs> just don't you know. I know. Wasn't it pops? Yeah. I'm not looking for those. <laughs> not looking for slang. Okay. If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. If you want to text in, that would be two one four two one zero. 8483. If you want to email, that would be david at he must increase.org. You don't have to get the spelling right, but you should know who was his uh, grandpapa, but the actual name and not that title. Okay. Uh, my grandkids call me uh, grandpa uh, because if they don't, then I call my children mud. So that makes it really easy. Uh, I got a couple of jokes. You ready for these? Okay. Now, I'm going to revert back, if it's okay, on uh, one of these. It's going to be a Christmas one. Okay? So we got I got a Christmas couple, couple of jokes Christmassy coming next week. One of the three of these, some people will – some people might get offended. Please don't be offended. Uh, love is not easily offended. Okay? That's 1 Corinthians 13. I'm not the one who wrote the book. I'm just reading it to you. All right, here's the first uh, – I'll do the first one. Uh, pastor's announcement before an offering. So I, I like this one because we're asking people to donate to our ministry. That's, this is a good one. I would like to remind you that you are, what you are about to give is deductible, cannot be taken with you, and is considered in the Bible that the love of this is the root of all evil. And then he takes the offering. <laughs> That's pretty good. Come on. You like that one? I liked it. All right. Uh, it was just before Christmas, and the magistrate was in a happy mood. He asked the prisoner who was in the dock. Uh, he said, what are you charged with, sir? The prisoner replied, doing my Christmas shopping early. Well, that's no crime, said the magistrate. How early were you doing this shopping? And the prisoner answered, before the shop opened. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right. Now, this is going to be one that's a 45-second delay. Let's just say Messenger gave me that good line. That's a good line. This is going to be a 45-second delay for people to pick up on. I promise this is there, but you actually have to think about it. So I will try and just walk you through it. A Lutheran pastor and his wife were driving in Chicago, and they were pulled over for speeding. As Officer O'Malley approached the pastor, he saw the pastor's Roman-style collar and mistook him for a Catholic priest. Oh, sorry about that, Father, he said. Just try to slow down a little bit, okay? As they drove away, the pastor's wife said, Shame on you. You know who he thought you were. To which he replied, I know who he thought I was, replied the pastor. I'm just wondering who he thought you were. <laughs> See, that's pretty... Come on, people! You gotta laugh at that. You don't gotta, but you should. <laughs> I'm just wondering who we thought you were. Okay, uh, what was the name of Isaac's grandfather? If you think you know the answer, call and save us before it's too late. 
972-445-0770-214-210-8483 on the text or david at he must increase dot org. You, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and creatures of all ages of sizes, are for the sake of others and not just for yourself. Second Samuel chapter five, verse ten through twelve mentioned that David, King David, grew in power, was acknowledged by other kingdoms, and was in that position, get this, for the sake of God's people. Now I want you to catch some very important things. David, King David, went through quite the king school being chased by Saul as God was beating the king Saul out of him. It was a nice way to think of it. David grew in power because of God. He had victory in his warfares. He was very, very successful. People loved him, and the grace and the favor of God was upon him. King David was acknowledged, so you can know, by other kingdoms. They were sending him tribute. They were saying, you're the king. You're fantastic. We like you. Don't come beat us up. (laughs) That's what they were doing. And the reason that he was acknowledged by other kingdoms was, again, because of God. And here's the thing I want you and I to get as we go through this. King David knew that it was because of God that he grew in power and that he acknowledged that he was acknowledged by other kingdoms. King David knew this one thing, and this is what you and I need to know, that when the Lord blesses us, when the Lord pours something out on us, when the Lord has others acknowledged, when the Lord does any of that stuff in our lives, it is not so you and I can celebrate that victory on our own. It's not so that we can go, my, aren't I swift? I am so cool. Wrong. The reason that God does that is for the sake of God's people. God makes you and I stewards, and these blessings that the Lord has poured out upon us is his entrustment, his confidence in you and I that whatever it is, however it can be used to be a blessing to others, that's how we will function with it. Not so that we can heap it upon ourselves, not, and this is all going back to the being aware of other people mentality. It's all going back to the same principles. If you notice, all of our teachings always kind of point back to the same thing. They don't really go very far. It's always going back to this element of loving God, loving your neighbor, and loving one another. It always comes back to that. And what we're trying to say is when the Lord blesses you, and I'm not just talking financially. Maybe uh, we have a testimony coming next week that's going to be blow your mind away. It's really quite a cool testimony. But maybe the Lord blesses you with something other than finances, some other realm or thing that you have. The Lord has made you a steward of it. And your stewardship is not to shove it down other people's throats, okay? But to serve other people with it and to bless them with it. It's unfortunate that the gifts of God are seen as a trophy or they're seen as a toy when the gifts of God should be seen as a tool to bless other people. That would be maturity. Uh, Not always that mature, are we? (laughs) But we should work on that, right? Okay. All right, somebody's ready to answer the trivia question. We don't want to keep on hold forever. 
This is David. Who am I talking to? That would be maturity. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, you got to turn the radio down. There you go. Turn turn that radio down. I can hear my voice. Okay. Call back. You want to call back? All right, we'll call back. God bless. All right, let's see if they can turn the radio down. See, that's what happens. So in radio, when you have the radio on and it's a show, it feeds back. And I don't know why it does that. It just does that. It's just one of those things. So you just kind of can't do anything about it. All right, so uh, we'll get to the trivia uh, question in a second. But I want you to understand what I'm I'm talking about, trying to make sure you kind of get this. The Lord loves to bless his kids. I mean, Luke chapter 12, verse 32 says it's the Father's pleasure to, to, to give them the kingdom. God enjoys to bless his kids. That part's fine. One of the problems in that process is that we tend to enjoy what God blesses us with very selfishly. And that's why you can't figure, well, why doesn't the Lord bless me more? Well, thus far, <laughs> you've spent most of it on your socks. I mean, most of it's about for you. And you got to have a kind of a different spirit. You want to be a vehicle of those blessings. You want to be a, a, a communication element. You know, the, the reality is when you understand that you are simply the vehicle, it takes away the responsibility of you trying to come up to be perfect. Are you trying to come up to be wise or anything else? It really just puts you in a submissive and yielded place before the Lord. And that's that's what you want to be. That's what everybody who has a genuine desire and hunger for God, that's what you really want. You want to be honoring him and be a vehicle, don't you? All right. Is this the same color, but we have a radio? No, different color. All right, go ahead and fire away. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. This is Ken. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. I'm doing fantastic, brother. I'm glad that you called in. Uh, that, that's good that I cannot hear your radio. Let me just say that. <laughs> just I didn't know if that was mine. I had it on my phone because my radio in my truck is broken. So there's been those times that I have missed you. And um, so I'm on my phone, and then I'm working a Bluetooth at the same time. I'm, I'm a regular technological wizard these days. <laughs> That's me. I got you. I'm I'm so bad at it. It's not funny. All right, my brother. Here we go. Ready? All right. There, here's the question. What was the name of Isaac's grandfather? Kara. That is correct, Amanda. Excellent job. I was worried somebody was going to come in and say Abraham. It's like, no, no. Abraham was the dad. <laughs> you got to go back one. You got to go back one. Good job, bro. Now, was that? Go ahead. Now, was Seth, was, now, was, is that on the, the lineage of Seth? I was just thinking about which one that was so. You mean the Abraham, Isaac, and so Terah. So everybody would be under Terah, okay, because Terah was like the grand-granddad. So then Abraham, okay. but, but, but was it Seth's line? That's a good question. You know what? I don't know the answer to that. I got to tell you right now, I'd have to think about whether that was Seth's line or that was a different line. That's a good question. I would say probably, but I don't want to say it authoritative-wise because I'm not sure. Uh, That was kind of the first thing that came to my mind. I said, no, that's, you know, that was way back. That was, you know, those are the first. Way, way, way. I know that he ended up being a Canaanite, and I'm not sure if those were the Chaldean branch of the Canaanites or 
So good question. Any, that's a good question. Anyway. You're smart. I I would I just don't know. I just don't know the answer. But I mean, that's a good question, and that's really worth something. If you find out, call in and tech or text us and tell us what the answer is. I will. I, I will find out, and I will text you. I'll find you got out it. here pretty quick. You got it. All right, and great All job right. on the trivia, by the way. Thanks, David. All right, God bless, God bless you. you. Bye bye. All right, you know we have fun. It's kind of how you do it. If you can't, uh, if you, what do we say? You know, take your pulse. You know, if you can't, just can't. All right, we'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a PhD program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local, and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. What is the David Spoon experience? Hey, David, this is Al. Hi, you brother. Doing I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Okay. I just wanted to call, so I wanted to try to get this answer in. All right, that and that's a that's a good. I don't know if you had a chance to hear that with Matt or not, but boy, I like that guy. He's got a you know he's committed to the doctrine. I love people that are committed. Uh, I don't know. Will, will you put his website on Facebook or? On uh, website I can put it. I'll put it on our website. Give them a link, and okay. uh, I'll make sure I got to get permission because I don't want to do anything where they're not. You know, I, I'm real. I try to be really careful, but but I don't think they'll have any sure. problem with that. So we, we won't take anything. It's just it's good for apologetics, and we're going to use some of it. All right, here you go. Here okay. you go. Here's your first one. Who had a late night visit from an angel who assured him that he would be safe aboard a storm tossed ship i'm i don't think this is right but i'm gonna go with peter so close what's the other name that's really close to that paul <laughs> yes that's it that's it there he is. <laughs> all right that's in acts chapter 27 verse 23 and 24 before they had the shipwreck at the end there at 28 he said to relax, everybody's going to be fine. Nobody's going to die on the ship. You're all going to end up at this island, you know. And so he was telling everybody to calm down. That's the person who had the late night uh, visit. Now, Peter did have a visit from an angel in prison in Acts 12. So you could make an argument that that was part of the answer, too. But that's why we went to the safe aboard a storm-tossed ship. That's, mm-hmm. that's where we get yeah. the definition. So. Good shot, though. Very good. Very good, my brother. You know how much I appreciate it. Good job. 
Yeah, and I'll never forget that answer. I'll <laughs> never, you will Paul never now. forget that. Paul, here's Paul, here's Paul. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Y'all have a great day. All right. Thank you, brother. God bless you. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. Should be a little easier than the last question is what I'm going to say. In Genesis. Okay. So now you've narrowed it down. There are 66 books. We're talking about the first book. So, okay. Who hid her child under a bush expecting him to die? Who hid her child under a bush expecting him to die? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. If you want to text in, that would be 214-210-8483. If you want to send an email, that would be david at he must increase.org. This is the spot in the show where we also remind you about our website. So for prayer requests, for praise reports, for the opportunity to invest in the kingdom and give to our ministry, we would ask you to take the time and go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? Hemosincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemosincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Okay. Uh, so we have that going on. Our trivia question for those that are trying to, because uh, sometimes people will miss it. That happens often. In Genesis, who hid her child under a bush expecting him to die? Although it does look like we do have somebody that is ready to answer. The trivia question, is that correct? Here we go. There we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Mary. Hi, Mary. How are you? Doing pretty good. Good. Glad to hear that. I have a feeling you're going to know this one because you are very, very knowledgeable in the Word of God, and I appreciate that. That's really cool. All right. Ready? Are you Ready. Ready. All right, in Genesis, who hid her child under a bush expecting him to die? That was Hagar. That is correct! You are right! Yes! Um, say I want to make, a, I wanna make a, a remark here. Uh, the last caller was asking about Seth. Yeah, right. Uh, Seth, Seth was... Um, the son of Adam and Eve. Right. He wanted to know if it was coming from that line, if if Tara came from the line of Seth. If who came from the line? If if Tara, Abraham's dad, if he came from the line of Seth from a genealogical point of view. That's what he was trying to figure hey, out. Boy, you know, I don't know because, see, we had the flood. Yeah, I oh, know. Wait, wait a minute! Didn't we had the flood? Yeah, he came from Abraham, he came from Noah's Abraham line. Wasn't discussed until after the flood. Yeah. Oh, you know Abraham didn't didn't he come from a Shem? It's his 
Sam Ham and Jason. Didn't he come from the line of Sham? You know, S-H-E-M? it is it is true, and it's you know it's my weakest. It's probably my weakest area is genealogy and geography. <laughs> I'm just telling you, it's like everything else I get, I can understand eschatological differences and dispensationalism, but say who put this person here, I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, but I that's think, a good point. I think the answer to his question is probably Sham. It's probably Sham. S-H-E-M, because um, this is after the flood. This is after the flood. And, uh, Abraham and his um, his descendants are mentioned. Got it. And we'll get a definitive. Yeah, so we'll get a I definitive. Yeah, I'm going to have I Captain Chris give us a definitive in a second. Isn't that good? Because he'll be the first. He's going to give us a definitive because he's got it in front of him. So that'll work out good. But you did an excellent job answering the question. I knew as soon as I knew it was you, I knew you'd get that right. Oh, yeah. And then remember the the, the Lord, angel of the Lord came to yep. Hagarden and, and, and uh, told her where there was water for her and her and her son. And uh, also, um, I think that's when he made the promise to her yep. that her son would, would um, that he would bless his son, her son. And then, now see, her son had, twel- had uh, 12 sons, too, just like yep. um, Jacob had 12 sons. Yep. yep. That's good, Mary. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Yeah. You are good. Okay, you, then. Excellent uh, work. Uh, Ex- all righty. Well, uh, you have a good weekend. Okay? All right. You too. Thank you. God all bless. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. All right, Mary, always a delight, by the way. Do We have Captain Chris going to give us a little bit of auth, uh, authorization, authenticity. What are we looking for? Uh, specific. Fire away, Captain Chris. Uh, so Mary was correct. Sent it from Shem. Okay, from Shem. That is correct. Okay. And I had to Google it. Okay. Good job there. We we didn't have Captain. Once Captain Chris says it, it is so. It is so. What is that one show where it goes, it is decided? I can't remember what that is. All right. Anyway, we're going to do our history in the next segment because we have our Pastor Ray one, and this will take a little longer, so let's get to it. Uh, this is called Difficult Peace. For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I dreaded has happened to me. I am not at ease, nor am I quiet. I have no rest, for troubles come. Job chapter 3, verse 25 through 26. As a people, a nation, a world, we've been fighting one of the more daunting challenges experienced by the human race in the last hundred years. Even though we're hopefully starting to win the battle, many of us, families afflicted by the virus, healthcare workers, first responders, small businesses, government officials, workers of thousands of jobs can identify with Job when they said, this thing that I've greatly feared has come upon me. What if in the middle of the crisis someone walked up to you, took you by the shoulders, looked you in the face, and said... Be of good cheer. You might say that person is either incredibly insensitive or he is God. Ooh, let me explain. Uh, what is your worst nightmare to come true? Certainly this massive pandemic's not a lot of people's worst nightmares. What I have dreaded, Job lamented, his losses and afflictions were excruciating. Honest in, honest in his despair, Job struggled, to find, Job struggled to find peace and to reconcile all that happened to him. Ultimately, he declared, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. That's going to be Job chapter 13, verse 15. How do you do that? How do you deal with your worst fear 
coming true and still say from your heart, even if God allows you to die, you'll trust him. Job's, Job's admission of a disturbed mind is what most of us would expect of any of us or any, any one of us. But look at what Jesus promised. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So what are we left with? Job's initial lament or Jesus' promise of peace? Peace and the joy that accompanies it is not absent of trouble. The peace that Jesus promised is a sense of security, confidence, and love that strengthens us in the midst of trouble. See that? See that? That's great writing. It's not that there is no trouble. It's that, that there's just a peace and a joy in the midst of the trouble. Trouble is inevitable. Jesus didn't paint an unrealistic picture, rosy picture or something along those lines. He said, you're going to have tribulation. He can look you in the eye and say, be of good cheer, because he knows the future. He knows the outcome. He knows the power of his love, and he knows that he will never leave you nor forsake you, and his strength will overcome. That's what Job discovered in his relationship with God. How could he say, yet will I trust him? A Christian has a deep—this is from uh, John Henry Newman. The Christian has a deep, silent, hidden peace that the world does not see like some, like some in a retired or a shady place. When he, when he is what he is, when left to himself and to his God, is his true life. In other words, when a person is by themselves alone in their own place, there's an unspoken peace. Where does that peace come from? God. There's a peace that passes all understanding. Shouldn't make sense. Shouldn't happen. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be something that functions in. Yet in the midst of all of our trouble and all of our struggle, God speaks peace. The first thing that Jesus said to the disciples after the resurrection, after they were hiding, was peace. Ah, that's the first message after the resurrection. Peace. I love it. All right, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. 
to support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. A couple things I think we'll open up with. I've decided to open up with a story that I wasn't going to open up with because it's such an outrageous story. But it's not an outrageously super bad story. It's an outrageously super dumb story. There's a big difference. Bad is when I tell you, which I'll be telling you probably in the next segment, how the federal government is creating a database to track down uh, hate speech as they define it. That's bad. We'll talk about that a little bit. This is dumb, but it's funny dumb. Dumb, ha-ha, funny, but not entirely. Get this. Now, I'm holding a picture in my hands. You can't see it. But there are four monkeys in this picture that I'm holding. And the headline reads this. Millions in taxpayer money used to study drunken monkeys. No, no, really. Drunken monkeys. And you're thinking, no, you're making that up. Nope. Federal government reportedly has spent $3.2 million so far in order to get monkeys drunk in order to study the effect of alcohol on the monkeys. I don't know. See, I don't know where you're even going to go. Where are you going to go with this? There's, I'm going nowhere, Dave. There's no... I got nothing to there's say. There's no comment that anybody can make. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Just for reference sake, the line of Seth was the line for Shem, and Shem then the line for Tara. So Tara did descend from the line of Seth. Ah, just in case everybody wanted to go back one more. That's right. I already looked. Okay, here we go. This should be pretty easy. Uh, Probably not the way you want to end a Friday, but it is the one I'm going to do. What was the name of King Ahab's wicked wife? What was the name of King Ahab's wicked wife? If you think you know the answer, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. In the meantime, let's get our history going. Now, it's really no longer a requirement for me to do history, but there are certain things in history that cannot be ignored. And this day would be one of those, as it is National Hot Pastrami Sandwich Day. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, you're talking every time I think, I think, I just go back to my, we had some of the best delis in Detroit. Uh, the stage deli was by my grandparents' house, which, by the way, they have one in New York and they have one in Las Vegas. It was like, oh, it was just like so good. 
Not, not good. So good. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is also, by the way, take a missionary to lunch day, which I think if you take a missionary to lunch, you should buy him a pastrami sandwich. There you go. Do you like that one? Sounds good, good to me. That's a good That's a good thing. Now, remember how yesterday we made a big deal about the accordion? On this day in 1690, the clarinet was invented. See, we did the accordion. Now it's the clarinet. I support the clarinet more than the accordion. I do, too. I played the clarinet for one uh, year in school. had my little Bundy clarinet thing, and I was really bad. <laughs> Not just bad as re- – you know how you know you're bad when they never ask you to try out? Oh, that's great, Dave. You guys going to have bad? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, looking for people? No, not at this time. And then there's a big poster, banned people wanted. That's what you know is going on. Uh, this day in 1951, the NFL had its first Pro Bowl game. Still, the most bizarre thing about the Pro Bowl is that it's played before the Super Bowl, which is like, it's like the dumb, so dumb. I just, I just don't understand that. And then finally, 1990, a show that I actually do enjoy quite a bit is America's Funniest Home Videos, which I think is great. It's fun. Okay. I mean, without that, there'd be no YouTube. Let's be honest. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got that done. We got that done. Our trivia question as we get ready. Pretty straightforward. What was the name of King Ahab? What was the name? Thanks. What was the name of King Ahab's wicked wife? If you think you know the answer, you got to call in soon. 972-445-0770. Text in 214-210-8483. Or send an email, david at he must increase.org. Uh, help me remember so that we don't have to go into the weekend not answering that trivia question if nobody calls them. I've got a guess. Do you want to guess? Are you, are you ready for a guess? What do you think it is? Mrs. Ahab? No. <laughs> well, I tried. <laughs> Mrs. Ahab. Mrs. A. <laughs> okay. The question's still open. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 12 says the following, So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. This is Peter, his second letter. He knows his time is clicking down. After we take this call and get the answer on the trivia, we're going to examine what it is that Peter's talking about because he's talking about reminding people of things, even though he knows that they know he's very kind in saying, I'm still going to remind you. It's kind of a nice way to say, I'm going to tell you anyway. Uh, but first, let's do our uh, person who's going to answer our trivia question. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Uh, David, this is Ace. Hey, brother Ace. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. That's ah, a good day for me. Yep. Yes. Good. Praise the Lord. Yep. I'm so glad to hear that because I've been praying for your mm-hmm. health, and I just want you to have lots of vitality. Well, that's why I have it then because you've been praying for me, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> Amen. All right. Amen. Now, here's, this is a great question. Unfortunately, Captain Chris got it wrong when he said Mrs. Ahab. What was the name of King Ahab's wicked wife? That's that old Jezebel spirit. That is correct, Amundo! 
I'm pretty sure that Mrs. Ahab never got a letter. Jezebel might have got a letter, but Mrs. Ahab never. That's just so funny. Anyway, yeah. great job. That's yeah. a great job because people need to know that spirit that that's re- referenced in Revelation and is referenced between that time in the Old Testament and this time in the New Testament for a reason. And because some people operate with that kind of spirit. Yeah, yeah. that's sad. Um, well, yeah. if they read the outcome of Jezebel, they might want to change their mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's there's so many great godly women. We just we want them to rise up and squish all the uh, spiritual and political Jezebels. How about that? Is that a nice way to say that? <laughs> that's a good war to fight. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's a good war. All, all right. right, brother. We love you. Take care of yourself. And you got a good man there at your right hand, man, Chris. Yeah, that's He's right. A, yeah. A great spirit. Yeah. Nice. He does. He's got lousy guessing skills, but but a great spirit. <laughs> well, he, he just, he just him, with you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, good job, bro. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, great to hear from Brother Ace. Love that. All right, so I want to go back to this because, look, it's not me. I know you guys think it's, well, you say the same thing like over and over and over again. Well, first of all, Jesus taught on the same issue multiple times, and that's why there's three Gospels called the Synoptic Gospels. The word synoptic means has to do with sight, means they see the same. When John came around, John I just saw things differently. Just leave it there. Just like, yep, that, that leave that alone. And uh, so here Peter says, I will remind you of these things even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth. So it's time for a reality check in this. Ready? I know personally, and you know, Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and three days later he rose from the grave. I know the word of God is God's breath and prayer is the heartbeat of Christianity. I know that fellowship increases my awareness of God's presence. I also know that I forget the most important elements of my faith from time to time and from trial to trial. So I'm going to say this in the nicest way to you, for you, towards me. Please remind me always that Jesus loves me. Because I forget, you forget, we forget some of the most basic elements, things that are firmly established in the truth, things that we absolutely know and absolutely have confidence in. We tend to recognize them, and then they depart out of the left or right ear, dribble down the side of our neck, onto our shoulder, and we don't keep them at the forefront of our thinking. So Peter said, look, I'm going to remind you of these things, even though you know them, and they're firmly that you're firmly established in these truths, you need to be reminded. And here's the key. I need to be reminded. The Apostle Paul needed to be reminded. The Apostle John needed to be reminded. They all needed to be reminded all the way through. And that's just simply because as human beings, I mean, I really like the there's a portion in Job, uh, in, in Job, I think it's, it's either 13 or 14, I'm pretty sure it's 14, where it says that nothing, nothing pure can come out of a person who's birthed impure. And there's nothing, there's so much rubbish there that it is only by the grace of God that we can do anything. I love the line, my brother and I talk about this uh, uh, in some of our conversations. Let's just be honest. Your 
your goodness doesn't can never go beyond the Lord. You're good because of the Lord, and His goodness exceeds us. That's just a great, such a great line. God's goodness exceeds you. He's good because He's good, and not because you are. See, that's like, like wow. His goodness exceeds us. So from the reality check for you and I and for us to stay, you know, kind of straightforward, we know Jesus died on the cross, was buried, and three days later he rose again, that he ascended to the Father, and that he's coming back soon. We know the Word of God is God's breath, and prayer is the heartbeat of Christianity. We know that fellowship increases our awareness of God's presence. And we know that from time to time we forget the most basic elements, and sometimes from trial to trial, because those trials kind of twist us up, and, and, and even though they ultimately mature us in the middle of it, we tend to maybe freak out, like if you have a problem with your ear or something like that, refer to earlier in the show as a reference point. We need to be reminded on a regular basis to stay firm in the faith. There's so much stuff being thrown at you, not just from the world, not just from your television or from your iPad or from your or from the internet or from a magazine, but from the demonic powers that function on this earth too. There's a lot of weird stuff that comes our way. Stand firm in the faith and remember, of all these things, Jesus loves me, this I know, because the Bible tells me so. Okay? All right. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 92, 72-and-a-half-hour break. And then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.